Now, the rest of the story. I'm going to introduce you to a physician named Arthur, who might otherwise be referred to as Dr. Failure. Hard as he tried, he simply could not get the hang of the medical profession. Ordinarily, when one is just not suited to be a doctor, he or she will not make it through medical school. Arthur, however, had a keen mind. He did quite well in the academic side of medicine. It was after he had completed his education that his difficulties began. For example, in October of 1890, he traveled to Berlin. He'd heard of a Dr. Koch's claim to have discovered a cure for pulmonary tuberculosis. For weeks, Arthur learned all he could about lungs. Somehow it only inspired him to become an eye specialist. All right. A series of lectures on ophthalmology had been scheduled for the following January in Vienna. Arthur decided to attend. It was only after he got there, after he was sitting in the lecture hall, that British Arthur realized the lectures were in German. He could barely converse in German, much less understand the German words for sophisticated medical terms. So, Arthur remained in Vienna for several weeks, learning how to ice skate. And when Arthur returned to England, he really earned the title of Dr. Failure. By now, it was late March 1891, Arthur rented a small apartment at number 23 Montague Place, London's Russell Square. The private office he chose was located only a few hundred yards away at number 2 Devonshire Place. For years, Arthur had looked forward to this private practice. His office's Devonshire Place address put him in the midst of London's most renowned, most respected physicians, specialists whose names Arthur had known all of his life, were now his neighbors. And as a doctor, Arthur felt certain he had arrived. So he hung out his shingle. He waited. Nobody came. That was the first day. After which Arthur went home and told his wife. Both had anticipated a slow going at first. They had known that it would take time to establish a new practice and to build the confidence of neighborhood patients. But the second day was like the first. Nobody visited Arthur's office, not a single patient. That evening, Arthur's wife asked if the plate with his name on it were clearly visible from the street. Well, Arthur checked and assured her that it was his name and the designation of his practice, consulting oculist. Nobody who had passed that door could ignore the presence of an eye specialist. And yet it just seemed that nobody cared. Day in, day out, Arthur walked from his apartment to his office, arriving at ten in the morning, remaining until three or four in the afternoon, and weeks went by, and still Arthur failed to attract a solitary patient. Arthur was Dr. Failure, almost as though he were destined to be disappointed in the field of medicine. Not one patient ever did knock on his office door. Not one. But did I tell you how Arthur killed all that time while waiting for patients to show up? Well, he amused himself by writing. He turned what had been little more than a hobby into a full-time profession. What a shame for the literary world. If Arthur had been a success as a physician, for he was Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes. And now you know the rest of the story.